God. If you can stand in honoring a reading of God's word one more time, please. Word of God reads, devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and thankful heart. Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Praise God for us where you may be seated as you take your seat. If you me announce this to your neighbor, tell them a living example. Living example. Amen. If you help me announce it to your other neighbor, tell them a living example. Living Our thesis, if you will, this morning is basically how we should be a living example. In this letter, we have come through now the final part, the ending part, the summary, the conclusion of this letter that Paul has written to the church of Colossae. As we look through this letter, we, we talked about the supremacy of Christ. We're talking about putting off the old and putting on the new. We talked about how we need to be surrendering, submissive to the Holy Spirit to truly to acknowledge Christ as the head and the author and the finisher of our faith because he is the creator, he is supreme, he is exalted, he is high and mighty. Then also we looked at some practical rules, looking at house rules, how wives ought to submit to husbands, husbands ought to love their wives, and children should honor their parents and fathers should not embitter their children. Then we also briefly discussed how a master and a slave relationship should reflect that as a relationship to ours, to Christ, who is our supreme master. And so coming in this letter now, Paul comes to the conclusion that he's saying, I'm about to close my letter, but yet I want you to understand how you ought to live your life. In this part of this letter, if you look closely there, the first encouragement and pretty much the command he gives them was for them to be devout in prayer. We as Christians know that how can we make it without prayer? That's why we have so many of those good old hymns that we like to talk about for prayer. I need thee, Lord, I need thee. Someone prayed for me. Father, I stretch my hand. We sing these other songs about how we need prayer and we need God and we seek his face in the sweet hour of prayer. And so looking at this devoutness of prayer, can you help me tell your neighbor that devout means to be committed? That we need to be committed to prayer. If you look at it, that we need to be committed to prayer with an alert mind. In this process, one thing he gives us about living an example needs to be, I need to be having a habit of be committed in prayer. And when I have a habit of being committed in prayer, that means it continues. It doesn't stop. That means that every day is a day that I am involved in prayer. And we will realize that when a day I miss without prayer is a day I had a struggle. Because when we are consistently in prayer with God, it's amazing how we have the strength to make it through. That's why we like that, that Isaiah put in the 40th chapter, 31st verse, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
Why is it? Because I know where my strength and my power comes from. So in the midst of prayer, I'm turning to the one that's going to bring me through whatever the troubles, whatever the trials, whatever the circumstances are going through. I know I can lay my burdens unto him. Isn't that good news? Anybody here ever been stressed out or you didn't know what to do, you didn't know where to turn to, but you found out after you tried to look to the left, you looked to the right, you looked up? And when you looked up, you cast your burdens upon him, and he gave you rest. Uh, he gave you peace. Uh, I, I, I know for myself there's been some times that I don't know what to do, but all of a sudden I put it on him, and all I could do was just laugh, realize that, guys, you got it. <laughs> and, and when we can just sit back and have that kind of a joy to realize that, God, you have it, realizing this, that I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I know, guys, you got it. And since, guys, you got it, I know I don't have to worry about it anymore. Ain't that good news? Sort of like how kids play that game, the hot potato. And you play that game, you don't want to be the one caught. You want to give it up so you don't be the one caught. That's how we got to do our trouble. Be like hot potato, God, you take it. <laughs> I don't want to be caught with this burden. I don't want to be caught with this trouble. But I know, God, if I put it in your hands, your hands are capable to solving and fixing everything that's broken. And so when we're, in de when we're devoted into prayer, we realize that we're going to pray without ceasing. Paul echoes that in another letter, 1 Thessalonians 5th chapter, 17th verse. It simply says, pray without ceasing. That's the memory verse. If you need a memory verse, there's one right there. Pray without ceasing. And it's pointing out to us that we need to continuously to pray and not stop. And even that, Jesus was giving a parable in Luke 18, chapter. look at that first verse. The commentary says that Jesus was teaching on how we should pray and not faint. How I like to put that into that, he was basically saying how you should pray and not give up. But I like to give this illustration that you need to breathe so you don't faint. Isn't that true? If you stop breathing, you're going to faint. So as much as I need to breathe to live, I need some prayer. Hello, somebody. I need some prayer to make it. So not only will I pray without ceasing, I need to have prayer like breathing that I breathe without thinking about it. Just think about it. Do you think to yourself, lungs, inhale, exhale every day? No. Your body already knows it needs it to survive, so it does it automatically. So it's involved in prayer. And this is how we can get some automatic prayer going alive. To start practicing every morning you wake up just saying, thank you, Lord. And it's amazing. Once that becomes a habit, you don't have to remind yourself you need to pray. You just go start off and say, thank you, Lord. And you're, you're already in a prayer, and you start moving through. And as a day goes on, you will remember you woke up thanking him. You got something else to thank him, that you made it to work on time. Oh, thank you, Lord. I, I made it to the job. Uh, you, you're going to realize that this is going to be a continuous habit, that when you get a meal, for you say, I'm going to thank him for this meal. Uh, you, you're going to see your children come home. You say, I'm, I thank you, Lord. They came home safely. It becomes a habit because it becomes part of you. But when we are lacking it, it's a amazing how we start looking things differently and we start complaining we have issues we have problems there because we're not wish I would he's basically saying I wish everyone to be like me except being in these chains but come to know Christ he was making it so clear and so appeasing that that man was listening and said you know what you almost changed me same thing with Herod Herod heard the truth even though he had John locked up he was still liking what he heard he liked hearing, check out, he liked hearing how he was an adulterer doing wrong in the eyes of God, but he liked hearing it. And the reason why he liked hearing it, because he likes hearing the truth. I was, I, was, I was reading in another article about during the time 
uh, I, I, I forgot the king's name, but during the time the king and the Catholic church would go to the church and there was different priests that were priests there. And two, two would, say, would say things that make him feel good about himself. One would talk about sin and make him feel bad about himself. He goes to that one and says, I like it every time you preach. Because he realized this one was standing on truth, on adultery, and making it clear, making it simple, not trying to appease and, let, and, and make someone feel good about themselves. Sometimes when we are being the salt, that we might say some things that do not sound right or feel acceptable, but it's what they need to hear, and they want it to hear it. And this is the truth that we have. So this is, this is the challenge we have being a living example. That if we're going to live in the same that we're going to be devout in prayer, that means that's a daily commitment. I'm giving to trust God and pray to him. Not only that, that while I'll be wise in every opportunity I go out and try to take an opportunity to share the gospel of Christ. And then thirdly, that I'm also going to be careful in my communication that it's, 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 it's not offensive, but it's acceptable unto God and that people will want to hear it. This is, what it, this is the challenge, that the world wants to shut you up. The world does not want to hear a light because this world is dark. And since this world is dark, it does not want to see the light. That's why John, third chapter, goes on to say that, that they hid from the light because they did not want their sins to be exposed. And there's many people that's going to tell you, I don't need to hear all that, or I don't want to hear that, but don't let them shut you up. Continue to be, uh, because Corinthians goes on to say that we should be the aroma of life to those who are living and the aroma of death to those who are perishing. But yet, cast this, cast this. But to God is a sweet smell. So what it means is that it's a sweet smell to God because we're doing what he called us to do. But those who are perishing and who are living a life of sin, it stinks to them because they don't want to do right. And so we understand that if loving the Lord is right, I don't want to be wrong. And the world wants you to be wrong. But yet we have to stay right. And so staying right means we have to do what is right. That means I need to stay drenched in prayer, covered in prayer, so that when I walk out of my house, I am, I am wise and open and alert to every opportunity. And then I am mindful of the words that come out of my mouth to make sure that God is being glorified, he is being edified. And I might have to say some things to somebody that's going to hurt them, but yeah, I got to call sin, sin. It's amazing. We get bold in playing cards. I'm going to call a spade a spade. <laughs> but when it comes to living a life of Christian, we won't be quiet. Oh, I'm not, not going to call it sin. Sin is sin. That's why he died. That's why we need to go and proclaim this truth for people to see. We need to be a living example so that when other people see us, they see a glimpse of Christ. I said a glimpse of Christ. Because we, we can't fully, explode, expl uh, 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 fully explain ex and, and so they can see him. But Cass says that we should be like stars. And, you know, the stars we see in the sky are reflections of what has passed on. Those stars are long burned out. We just still seeing the gases right there. But they're still brilliant. And so we should be bringing that we should be given a glimpse of a greater light, of a greater sun, and realize that just what I have, you can have too. And you could be a light in this dark world. Because how many times we know when you got a clear sky and the stars are out and you got a full moon, how it seems real bright outside? Yeah. We can do that to darkness and let them know that we can still shine on you. Yeah. 
and we can give you truth. We can give you hope and realize it does not have to be like this, that you can have your life changed by Christ. And we, are, we know for a fact because we are under the, the sun of the, our, our, our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who shines even brighter than the, than the SU wind. He shines even brighter than that, that we realize that, you know, only when the sun shines, only half the earth is, 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 is full of light. Only half the earth, but under the S-O-N, everything will be covered in light. And so he is our greater light. So we can point to more greater light that will give them light in every aspect of their life to remove every darkness. We can share this truth by being a living example. So in conclusion, to being a living example means I'm devout in prayer. When I'm a devout prayer, I'm alert, and I learn how to intercede for others, and I pray for opportunities for gospel ministry to be preached and to share. And since I pray for a look, I'm prepared for it. Therefore, I walk wise, making every opportunity before me to be an answer to my prayer. Y'all catch that? And then when I walk wise for every opportunity, then I know how to speak when the opportunities arise, that I can now speak the truth that God has given me, and then we can let God do his work. Because he's going to do his work. He is able to say. He's able to heal. And so when we do our job, it's amazing how we can sit back and watch God do his job. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. If you can bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Father, Lord, we come to you right now, our God, desperate to be a living example for you. Father, Lord, we ask you right now to continue to show us how we can be fully devoted to you in prayer and that you will continue to reveal to us, Lord, your will for us in our lives, that we will take truly every opportunity that's before us and redeem it, almighty God, and bring you glory and bring you honor in how we walk our lives and how we talk in our lives, that all things that are said and done, Lord, will be done for your glory and for your honor. Lord, we ask you to guard our hearts and our tongues this week, Lord, as we try to attempt, almighty God, to look how we can say more positive things to those who we love, almighty God, than negative things, oh God. Help us to realize how we are to build up one another and not tear each other down, almighty God. Father, we cast all our burdens and cares unto you and you're grateful of God that you give us peace, that you give us rest. And Lord, we lift up there might be someone here, oh God, who does not know you as their Lord and Savior. Father, we pray for the opportunity that is today, Lord, that they give their lives to you. That, Lord, they find a church home today, oh God, and that we can surround them and love on them and encourage them, oh God, and help them, Lord, to be the man, the woman of God you called them and formed them to be. Lord, we are grateful for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray, oh God, choose that degree. Say amen. Amen, amen, amen.